Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you, which is The Destined Life. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. I'm your host, Destiny Harris. joined by Lena. Can you please um, introduce yourself to everyone, let them know who you are? Yes, my name is Lena Butterfly to Lena with a T and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yes, I'm so happy. Y'all, today is going to be, I guess it's like a testimony service, if you will. We're going to be hearing her story and I love hearing other people's stories. It's so much fun. And uh, just hearing other people who grew up different ways, who have just so many different uh, experiences. It's just really cool to be able to hear about it. So I'm really happy about that. But before we get into it, uh, for segment one, we're going to have, we're going to play Would You Rather. And I want to ask you, would you rather go back in time and have a one minute conversation with yourself at the age of 10 or change one decision in your past? Wow, that would be the one decision. I would have to go back when I was 10. I would have to. I got to. I'd rather go back. Yeah, I I was like, I don't know, because I was like at the age of 10, I was kind of but I was like, I think, I mean, I could see you like listening, but then be like, oh, okay. But I don't know. No, you could, also, know. you could grab them. You could grab them because you know, you know now. So you could grab them and like really implant that in the head. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> conversation uh, at 10 is definitely your choice? Yes. Okay. I like it. I like it. Your story, you guys, I heard a little bit of it and it is really cool. It's really exciting and it's adventurous, I feel. So I'm really excited to hear more details and to um, have people hear it as well. Other people who may have had similar experiences to you. Where do you feel like your story starts? Honestly, my story actually starts at the age of seven, believe it or not. Okay. And why is that? Because that is basically when I pretty much had my life torn into two with some really bad news that a kid really shouldn't have to deal with at that age. Mm -hmm. And what that was, I found out I was adopted, but it wasn't even finding out I was adopted. It was about like the way the person told me. It was like in a really messed up way. Like, you know, we're not your family. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so you know, where are they? Like, you know, typical seven-year-old questions. And they're like, oh, we don't know. I don't know. You know, they didn't want you. And then that was like it. So it was like, I just like dealt with that for a while. Cause it's like, once I found out, nobody really knew how to explain to me. Well, yeah, that's what it is. So I just dealt with it on my own. When I started talking about it out loud, as far as my situation, I do remember that for the most part, I was a happy kid, you know, because I was born in, in New York and um, my mom, the one who adopted me, she used to always take me to downtown Brooklyn. That's like this big shopping area. But back in the day and around that time, you know, it was so many toy stores around. So she would always buy me Barbie dolls and get me the newest Reebok sneaker, every single color that came out so my times is being a kid like my mom she really spoiled me she took care of me like she was always there for me and 
the happiness was there for a kid normally. And it was like, once I found that I was adopted, it was like everything changed. And it was like, no, my mom didn't deserve that because yes, I was happy, but that it was just like torment in my brain as a kid. It's like, damn, I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. What, what, what? Y'all not my, who, who, well, who's who and what's what? And well, what's this? So it was hard, man. Growing up, it was hard mentally. Can you take us on from there? How did it go? from there okay well from there i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna give you like i'm gonna just give you like can i give you a breakdown from the ages of 10 to i'll say 25 can i give you a quick rundown sure. like that okay yes. so we'll do that and you could just come in in between okay so okay. 10 years old was the first time i ever ran away and at 10 years old you know you were a kid you having fun so it really wasn't that bad for me because i hung out with a couple of school friends but i messed but i was scared to come home so I lied to the police on my mom, which was wrong because I didn't want to get a beating. But they knew I was lying. So, you know, nothing happened to my mom. There was like no ACS or back in that days it was BCW. It wasn't no cases like that. Thank goodness. So I think that's why once I turned 13, which is when I became a woman, you know, I started running away, but I just never came back. There wasn't no going to police and lying or going to a friend and lying. It was just I just wasn't coming home. So 13 years old, I started running away for real, for real. 14 years old, that's my first time that I really experienced the life of prostitution. And that came from me being gang raped at the age of 14. Now, 15, I'm full blown into prostitution. 16, I ends up getting pregnant. I definitely didn't know who the father was. By the time I even found that I was pregnant, my mother made me get an abortion, which today to day, I'm still on the fence about that. But that's another story. Um, 17 is when the first time I actually got scarred by a man. I have a scar that I wear. I had this since I was 17 years old. I was branded with a wire hanger at the age of 18. 18, I wasn't really, 18, because during that time as well, my mother is trying to ship me back and forth because even though I would still run away, there were times where I would come home for a couple of, as my family would laugh and joke, oh, she runs away for the winter time, um, for the summertime and come home for the winter, you know? So that's how they would joke about it, which till is now at my age, I'm looking back and I'm like, I don't think that that's funny laughing at a 17 year old prostitute who's your adoptive relative and she's out in the, in the street running wild. But I digress. So 18 years old, I'm still, I'm still in the streets, but at this time my mother's, um, I'm home. So she's able to ship me back and forth to relatives where that didn't even work out because when I was 14, she tried to ship me off and um, a relative's spouse wanted me to call him uncle, which I didn't know where that was going, but that didn't go anywhere because I ended up coming back home. 18, she tried to ship me off again. That didn't work. I came back home. 19, shipped me off with a relative. His spouse did some grimy stuff and I got sent back home. By the time I was 19, 20, I'm full blown now into the life of street walking. So by now I'm 20, 21 years old, never finished high school, didn't graduate, nothing. 21, 22 go by, I finally get my GED, finally. But by now the computer is out, MySpace is out. Um, you have Craigslist out, like life is just beautiful. Back then money was easy to get. So I'm just full blown into that. 
by the time 25 came, I made a lot of money. I've been through a lot of stuff. I've been in and out of jail. I didn't bury somebody at the age of 25. And that's when I finally took a two-year break and tried to say, all right, Talena, let's not do this no more. I'm going to take a break now. I got you. You still there with me, girl? Because I know it's a lot. Girl, girl, I ain't even getting between the sandwich, okay? We just like, we just spreading them. I know you can I'm like, could I just sit there? I had to look, because I just looked at the camera, because I'm just, I was looking at my face, and I was like, oh, that's you. Because I was like, <laughs> I'm so, I swear. Girl, it was like, it's like a book. It's, it's like a book. It really, you would think it's a book, and it's not. And I'm, the reason why I can now really sit here and be so comfortable now, because I'm still here. I'm so thankful for, I'm thankful, because I'm still here. I'm going to talk about it, because I'm, I'm here. Right. I think that's amazing. Um, that because that was actually one of my questions is how is you how are you comfortable talking about your story? People, they, there are a lot of people who have great stories out there you would never know because they don't feel comfortable telling it. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things when you're able to say it out loud and say it publicly, that is that's that's a breakthrough, you know, like that's amazing. Yes. Um, okay, so we're gonna go back because you said a lot here. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said, just jump in, just pick a spot, pick a spot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, when you, okay. So you talked about prostitution. Did your, um, you, did your family, I want to make sure I'm correct on this. Did your family know that you were a prostitute? They didn't or know. No? They didn't know. They did know. Yes. Yes. How did that make you feel that they knew in well, because my mother, um, because I was raised in a church, my mother was born in Beaufort, South Carolina, so she heavily raised us in the church. So I always had that that piece of guilt inside of me where I always felt like I'm letting them down. Like, you know, it was, but it, there was always that other part that's like, we got to do, we got to do, Selena, because at the end of the day, <laughs> we here, they there, and it is what it is, so, yeah. Yeah, um. Cause I, um, I just want to understand like when it comes to family, did you feel like you no longer, uh, with your mom and the people who raised you, did you feel like you still loved them or were you kind of, like, I'm pretty sure you still love them, but was it kind of like a disconnect when you found out you were adopted? Did you feel like, is that, do you feel like that's what pushed you to go into this other life, this lifestyle of prostitution and just kind of going crazy in a way, I guess. Mm -hmm. I definitely do believe that there was a disconnect because when when I was six <clears throat> a year before I found all this out I had a sibling I'll just say a sibling put it like that I had a sibling half and he was the only one just say my brother my brother um he was the only one that really was still in the house because he was the youngest so at you know then it was me the baby of the baby they're all 30 years my senior 20 30 years because my mom um she was uh 55 when she had um came and took me in so i'm dealing with a way older generation so that also played a part in it they don't really know what to do with this young child who's acting out and now looking back, that's really what it was, was acting out. And where the disconnect came in was that I now looking back is that I, I knew I was adopted. I didn't know how to grasp, accept or handle that. Yet I'm around all these adults who for the love of me 
I now realize they didn't know what to do with it either. Because you know that this child knows that she's adopted and she's doing things that no woman, no female, no girl, no little girl should be doing. Telling her you love her, telling her you there for her is not going to solve the problem that is going on inside of her heart and inside of her head. She's torn and she was torn from young. So that disconnect, looking back, that disconnect, I definitely drew that line between us where I just totally mentally just cut them off out of my mental and I just did what I did. Do you feel like there was anything that, um, when it comes to your family, do you think that there were, what do you think uh, they could have done that would have made you get away from that, made you uh, gotten rid of that disconnect, make you feel connected again? Just something they could have done and you felt like it was nothing. I think honestly, they really could have taken that opportunity to look for my parents for me. Because again, looking back now, they knew a lot more than I ever knew. I only knew my birth last name. That's all I knew. So I knew nothing. And it's now, and we're going to get to that. You're going to, I know you're going to talk about that. Um, Now I know even more than I knew before. And it only took me 90 days. You guys had over 30 years. If you love me that much, why was I only just being told and not shown? Because you sitting in front of me and telling me, I don't care who thinks this would sound selfish. I don't, I would never sit in front of a child who knows the truth without being able to give her everything that she now is gonna seek behind that truth. Oh girl. When it comes to your journey, you talk about prostitution, you talk about, um, you know, being with these other guys and, uh, you know, at 13 being uh, sexually active and all of these things. Do you feel like you were trying to look for the answers? Uh, the answer was kind of like love or whatever. Do you feel like you were trying to find something within doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's mm-hmm. sad because I was still doing that with adulthood till it got tiring. Yep, sure was. Looking for love, looking for friends, looking for a family, looking for something that would just make me feel like everything about me is okay and everyone around me loves me. And it's all about me. And the only place I would get that from, treats. Sure did. Because the intention was on that young girl who's out there. Everybody want to know who that is. How did you get to the point of Okay, because I know uh, you talked about burying your friend. And I'm not sure what age that was, I forgot. Uh, but you buried your friend and you'd say you took a break from the streets. How was that for you? Um, that was when I was 25. And okay. um, it was really, it was, it was all right. It was, it was quiet for a while. But then after a while, I got bored. Everybody, like this friend that we buried, everybody who was around him, we was all doing our own thing at that time. So once he died, it was like, okay, I'm going over here. You going over there, you over there. Everybody just separated. So we getting out, we doing our own thing. I went and I got an apartment and I got so bored. It was, this is 2008, my friend passed away. 2010, I ends up 
with, uh, I guess you want to call it a boyfriend, because I never had one of those. So that's what he was, I guess, because he ended up turning to my fiance, who ended up turning to my husband, all within a freaking month. Wow. I didn't know what I was out there doing. I was just bugging. Like, I didn't, mentally, I was just, whatever. I had, like, okay, because this, this is crazy. The reason why I have you on here is because of what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring other people who have totally different things, things that are very different and let them know that they all, everybody has access to the best in life, which is the life that God has planned for you, which is joy, happiness, uh, self-love, which is our, uh, which is what we're uh, trying to go for this summer. All of our listeners, that's what we're going for this summer is for self-love and to love yourself. No matter if other people don't like you, you know, you still love you. How did you get to the point where you were like, you know what, it's crazy and up all that, I'm trying to get better. How did you get to that point? Woo! Well, okay. Fast forward to 2020. Uh huh. Post COVID. <laughs> so, um, last year, um, around um, November, I was on Facebook, and I just happened to go through my messages because I really wasn't messing with Facebook like that. I've had it for years, and it was getting boring. But anyway, I'm going through Facebook. I'm going through my messages. So I see a message from one of my relatives, my adopted relatives. So I'm like, oh, cool. I haven't heard from her in a long time. Girl, I open up that message, getting cursed out, getting called all types of B, ho, F, this, F. I'm, when I see you, I'm a dude. I'm like, hold on, but what's going on? So long story short, there was a phone call that was made accusing me about some slanderous with some people who haven't slandered me since I was a teenager and still doing the same again. They're kids now trying to do it. But anyway, once I handled that situation and got down to the nitty gritty, I found out that it was my own siblings who knew about that situation before me and didn't even tell me. So I'm sitting here not even knowing that there's a battle I'm going to have to fight, especially when it comes to my name, towards people that I'm looking at genuinely in my heart as people I actually care about. So I said, siblings or not, cousins or not, nieces, nephews, y'all all a bunch of adopted people to me. I'm going to leave you alone. As much as it hurt me to really like leave my mom, who is 93 now, by herself in the house with these old people, excuse my language, with these old people, who really don't know what to do with their life, I had to do that because I had to get me together. So that's what I did. I left them alone. I left my relationship alone because I was in a relationship at the time. I left that alone. Went to Ancestry DNA. I went to go spit in that cup. Three months later, meet Vivian Moss, my birth mother. Wow. Wow. I have met my two sisters, my brother, cousins, uncles, nieces. I got two nieces. Beautiful. Threw me a picture. I got it over there. I'll get it next time if I'm ever on again. Beautiful. Met everybody. I stuck to my guns. I said, I'm getting this negative toxicity out of my life. I am going to focus on me because at the end of the day, this woman right here is the one that kept me in church. She taught me. And I kept that within me. And here I am wow. today. Both of my mothers. Yes, that is, that's amazing. I, what I love is I love it when people, even though, you know, we all go through stuff, we all go through these harsh things where people are still able to say, you know what, I know that there's better and I'm willing to achieve that. And right. some people, you know, they would have, some people have the same story as you, 
but they don't get to the point where they're like, you know what, let me achieve better. Let me go. Yeah. Uh, let me get away from that. Let me get rid of those people who are being negative. They even mm-hmm. have that mindset. That's a, yeah. that's an adult move. That's a mature yes. move to be able to get rid of them. That's a huge step. And for people who you were around your whole life, you like, I just got to get rid of you. And I, and I mm-hmm. like, you hate that. Cause people, they always say get rid of friends, get rid of family. It's like, no, that's your blood. You gotta, you gotta stay with them, you know, whatever. And it's just like, no, you gotta do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah. So that could be something. Um, I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest lesson from everything that you've, what is the biggest one? Honestly, my biggest lesson is to have faith and patience have faith and patience, even when, even, oh, excuse me, even when you think just right then and there at that moment that it can never get no better, you have faith just a little bit longer and hold on one more second and you watch what's gonna happen. I'm telling you, I am that lesson. I'm telling you, faith, and patience. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there who don't believe, you know, and of course, you know, I'm not the holier than thou, but I know even if you just have faith, that's all you need. Nothing else. Faith in yourself. That's it. Yes. Faith is, I think that's, yeah, it's actually on my shirt today. I, you can't really see it all, but it says okay. faith. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes, faith is a huge thing. And, um, you know, when we talk about self-love this month, uh, faith without works is dead. That's right. So, that's don't right. just say, oh, I believe I, it could happen for me. And you ain't, and God's like, well, I told you mm-hmm. this. I told mm-hmm. you to get rid of that person. You had to get rid of the family members. You had to do this. Right. You know what you had to do. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta put it to work too. He got like, yep, he that's, that's a he fact. Saying, oh, God gonna do it. And he like, well, I told you to move. <laughs> right, like uh, help a brother out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, um, for those, okay. Uh, it's just, I have so much. This just is wow. This is wow. I'm very, first of all, I don't even know you like that or whatever, but I just wanna say I'm proud of you. Thank I'm proud. you. Thank you. Don't get to this point. They don't get to the point where they say, I could be better. I can, I don't have to live this life. I don't have to live this life of sadness and anger, which was actually why I started this podcast. I thank you so much. Um, for those people who are listening, um, you're after they listen to your story, is there any homework that you can give uh the people? Uh, mm. that's the life application. Any homework I can give the people. Oh, yes, yes. So I have this book, right? It's called The Story of My Life. And it is like such a cute book. I love it. So recently, at the age that I am now, I didn't really have much to put in there. What people should do tonight is whatever age you are now, like say you are, uh, say you're, you're 30 years old, go between 30 and 34. Make a list, or if you're 40, go between 40, 44, 50, 50, 54, you know, so on and so forth. Make a list of four things, just four things, because it's about, in this book, it's only four lines. Yep, one, two, three, four. Yep. Four lines worth of things you are proud of about yourself right now. Not even four things, just four lines. If you can do four lines, sentences, word on word, no run on sentences, like be serious, where you can say a statement about yourself in four lines about you in four years of your life where you are now, that would be awesome. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to make sure I post it too on my social media so that people are okay. able to remember that. That's good. Um, leading to our next segment, uh, you guys know it's the beginning of the month of June. So I wanted to give a month's declaration. It is called I Am uh, the Director. I am the director. This month, we declare control over our lives. We are no longer allowing others or our past to determine what we can or will do. This month, we will take it upon ourselves to make the necessary changes with the help of God to achieve our best life, the best of life. And that mm -hmm. is our declaration for this month. So what does that mean? That means that you need to take control. Like she said, she took control. She said, you know what? I don't have to live this life. I don't. I can be better. I know God created me. And God is, God, God is the most high. You know, I know people, they don't, they don't like to say that this day that this is uh, being stuck up or whatever. But this is what it yeah. is. If God is in you, God is the king, right? God is king. That's right. In you. That means you must be something great, too. That means he's in me. Right? That's right. Right. So <laughs> Whole fact, period. Here, okay, <laughs> so we can live our best life. If God is in you, you can do anything. So this month, we are going out to do things. We are going to uh, take control. We're going to take control of our physical health, making sure you eat oh, what yeah. you're supposed to eat. And, you know, whether you need to work out or whatever, Ooh, which is what I need. I'm about, yes, water, drink your water, drink your <laughs> water, please. Um, do what you got to do. Enjoy life. God did God didn't put us on earth just to be miserable and just sad all the time. He's like, no, that ain't, that ain't me over here. You know, he's saying that I'm, if you read your Bible, if you read your word, if you let me speak to you, I can help you to live the best life. And that's the best of life. So that's what we do. We take in charge. Forget about what other people have to say. Forget about what other people say about you, whether it's the rude things, people who don't, uh, who don't support you or whatever. That's totally fine. Whenever, when you get big and famous or whatever, then that's when they'll support. They'll support you when it's popular. Mm -hmm. You know, sadly, it's a, you know, that's a whole nother episode. But, you know, I just want us to be the director of our lives and take charge. Like, come on, we got to do that. A part of the best of life is being able to go after things and work. So for our next segment, I'm going to leave you with this. Can you leave us with a word of advice? Yes. You can do anything once. No matter what anybody tells you, no matter how you feel, you can do anything once. That's it. Right. I like it. I like it. It was straight to the point. Straight to the point. Uh, those people there, they probably want to know a little bit more of your story. They probably want to know where you are. So can you tell them where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Sure. You can follow me at Instagram. You can type in Talina with a T and you will find me. That's Talina underscore with a dot T. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yes i like that it's, it rhymes and everything i love it <laughs> uh thank you so much for joining me you uh you have really inspired and um i know somebody's gonna be blessed through this episode and there might be somebody who's down they may be dealing with some secret demons some secret stories that probably nobody knows about and you just may have helped them Aww. may have saved a life for today you know so I thank you for that. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you, you can follow the, um, please subscribe to the podcast, uh, The Destined Life. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. 
Uh, make sure that you, what else? Oh, subscribe to the Destiny Life YouTube channel. Uh, make sure that you're following us on everywhere. And I am Destiny Harris, your host. And I am reminding you to choose today to live your best life. And that's the Destiny Life. God bless you. And I pray that your, uh, your summer is amazing and that you achieve self-love. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.